0: i got the victory living inside of me i got the I war I can overcome This ain't no time to turn back No place to grow slack i got to keep pressing on till every battle is won Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School. Faith School's the place where our spirit is fed, our faith grows stronger, and we learn how to be overcomers, what God intended for us to be. So we've saved you a seat right up here in the front. we would like you to get your Bible, something to take notes on. Come on in and join us. And we're going to pray and release faith to hear things from the Lord, things from heaven, That nourish up our faith and build us up so that no matter what you're dealing with, what you're facing, you will see how to overcome it. How to be victorious. Father, in Jesus' name, all of us together agree as touching these things. We ask you for the anointing, for the utterance, for the eyes and ears to see and hear. Grant us, Lord, answers and direction. Help us to see what you intended for us to see from these great passages of Scripture, from these heroes of faith that you have held up to us as examples for us to pattern after, and show us how specifically to apply these truths and become like this and live like this and please you well like they did. We ask for it in Jesus' name. We thank you for it. Amen. Amen. Turn with me, please, in the great textbook, the Bible, to Hebrews, the 10th chapter again. We've been studying verse by verse, Hebrews chapter 11, that great faith chapter. And we want to continue. Verse 38 of Hebrews 10, 1038 of Hebrews says, Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. We're not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders obtained a good report. This is how we get a good report with God also, that, we, that he's pleased with us. Uh, verse 6 says, without faith it's impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Living by faith and walking by faith is inseparable from getting to know God. Getting to know not just about him, but getting to know him, his person, his character, his will and His ways." Uh, You you can't trust people, human people, or God Himself, beyond what you know of them. If you take uh, an individual that you've never even met, you don't know anything about them, and they say, trust me. (laughs) Based on what? What do you have as a reference to say, yeah, I can trust them that they'll do this or they won't do that. Well, God's the same way. And you'll find in his dealing with the patriarchs and and different ones that are mentioned here, that Abraham's an especially good example of this, that when Abraham did not know the Lord yet, he didn't require as much of him. But as the years and decades passed, and Abraham learned more and more of God and understood him better and better, then the Lord uh, asked or commanded or directed him to do bigger and greater things. You know, it all wound up to the point where he asked him for Isaac. Do you remember that? But that wasn't the first thing that he asked him to do. The first thing he asked him to do or told him to do was leave his mother and father and, and go out to a place he would tell him, well, How many understand it'd take more faith to offer up your only child (laughs) than to leave home and go somewhere else? But by the time he asked him for Isaac, you know, decades and decades had passed. And he knows God much better now than he did. And you see the same thing with Moses. Uh, When Moses tried to step out to be the deliverer, that God had called him to be, he didn't know God very well. And when his attempt to lead him didn't work, and now he's a wanted man, the Bible said uh, when it was discovered that he had killed this Egyptian in that skirmish with the the other Hebrews, um, the Bible said Pharaoh sought to kill him. So he left the country. And you don't hear a lot about him for 40 years, 40 years. But uh, we know he, he got to know God better. And it led up to his encounter with the angel of the Lord at the burning bush. And boy, that's when things really started popping <laughs> spiritually, when he sent him back and those signs and wonders were demonstrated, and then the judgments and signs and wonders, uh, the earth had never seen anything like it, hasn't seen anything like that uh, again, where that the entire world empire was brought to its knees and had to acknowledge God is real and superior to everything we worshiped. It's an interesting study. Uh, those plagues and those signs and wonders that happened against Egypt, every one of them was demonstrating God's superiority over something they worshipped. And I mean demonstrating it without question. (laughs) Well, you know, um, in one writing it talked about how the Pharaoh claimed to be a living God And and they claimed they could control the flooding of the Nile, which helped to make the land fertile. And uh, one of the first signs was the changing of the Nile into blood. (laughs) And uh, uh, the Pharaoh couldn't fix that. (laughs) And when he called on his uh, uh, sorcerers, they just made it worse. (laughs) They They couldn't fix it. You know, that's all the devil can ever do. Even if it's supernatural, it won't be good stuff. (laughs) It's bad stuff. And so uh, one of the greatest gods to them that they worshiped was the sun god. And you remember that was one of the things that God did. He made it pitch black over the entire land of Egypt for three days, darkness that could be felt, and the sun is shining in Goshen. Where God's people are. Now, if you don't think that's a miraculous thing. (laughs) And so uh, by the end of these, uh, the the scripture said that the Egyptians held Moses in high esteem and regard. They were in awe of him. And God demonstrated uh, his power overwhelmingly over everything that the world system worshiped. Would you like to see that kind of thing again? Yeah. Well, the time's coming, the Bible said, when the kingdoms of this world will be put down and everything will become under the kingdom of God. And those who receive the Lord now in this lifetime will be able to rule and reign with him. That'd make you the smart ones, right? Who receive him now. Let's keep reading. We, down in verse 23, it says, By faith Moses... When he was born, he was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper or special child. And they were not afraid, somebody say not afraid, of the king's commandment. That's what faith will do for you. It will free you from fear. Fear of man, fear of the devil, fear of the curse, fear of all these things. Verse 24, by faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. In previous lessons this week, we talked uh, at length about how that Moses made this choice. We read in 1 John 2, where it says don't love the world or the things that's in the world because if you if you love the world the love of the father is not in you and it's a choice go with me to luke please the uh, 16th chapter luke chapter 16 and let's notice this in verse 13 jesus said no servant can serve two masters Either he'll hate the one and love the other or else he'll hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Now mammon is earthly riches and materials stuff and wealth personified. But you see it described in 1 John, desire of the eyes, desire of the flesh, the pride, showiness of life. This is all talking about the similar thing. Verse 14, the Pharisees who were covetous heard all those things and they derided him. Now it's hard for us to imagine somebody deriding Jesus when he said something, but they did. Just shows how far off they were. And, and here to me, I just it causes me to pause from time to time. And, and, and pray, the Lord, that I don't do this. These individuals spent their life studying the Bible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Studying the Bible. And then the Word made flesh shows up in front of them, tells them the greatest truth and mystery, in line, of course, with all the Scriptures, based on the Scriptures, fulfillment of prophecy. And they didn't even recognize it. Didn't even recognize him so much so that they despised him and rejected him and put their their idea of the word and traditions of men that they held equal with the word of God um, over it. You know, friend, there's some things we've got to watch out for. Jesus said the uh, traditions of men have made the word of God of none effect. The church does not save you. Are y'all with me, friends? No organization, no structure or work of men is the source of our salvation. Jesus is our Savior. And the Word of God is our foundation. And any time any man or woman or group comes up with some idea about what's right or what's wrong or what's good or what's bad, what's the first question class we should be asking? Where's, where's the scriptures? That's right. You get a star. (laughs) Where's the scriptures? Where's the scripture? Because we must always be on our guard. No matter how brilliant, or uh, developed, or educated somebody may be, it's still just the idea of a man, or woman. These we hold the word of God to not just be the ideas of men. Is that correct? It is the thoughts of God. It is inspired. We can trust this. We can build our life on this. But beware of the doctrines of men and the ideas of men and traditions. Even though something is 400 years old, even though it's 1,000 years old, if it was wrong 1,000 years ago, it's still wrong today. Being old does not make you right. (laughs) Let's keep reading. The Pharisees derided him. And verse 15, he said, You are they which justify yourselves before men, but God knows your hearts. For that which is highly esteemed among men is abomination in the sight of God. Here we see Two very different, I should say completely different, value systems. What men value and what God values. Now, when Jesus told them these great words, and one the last thing he summed up was saying, you can't serve two masters, you can't serve God and money or, or mammon. And they derided him. They, they, you know, talked to him like he didn't know what he was talking about. And what that showed up is that they did not share God's values. They valued money and stuff way more highly than it actually is. People talk about, well, you gotta you gotta learn the value of a dollar. It ain't much. <laughs> yeah, I know. But the value of lots of dollars still ain't much. Still, still ain't much. Um, The most important things in your life, money can never get you. Your peace, your joy, your relationships can't buy healing. It can't buy wisdom. I mean, on and on and on. We need some of it, obviously, but no, it needs to be way down here on the list of things we think's important. How many want to have God's values become your values? Let's go ahead and pray it, class. Let's release faith on it. Say it out loud. Father God, Father God, open my eyes, open my eyes. And, my and my understanding. Help me to see things, to see things. The, way do, the way you do and to see what you value, what you value. and what you despise, what you love, you love and what you hate. What you hate. I, choose I choose your ways. Your ways. I choose, I choose. Your values, help me to see them, and for them to be mine in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. That is his will, so you can count on him answering that prayer. And what that means is that just on a, uh, from time to time, regular basis, you'll see something, you'll think about something you'll think's really important, and the Lord will quicken to you, that's not important to me. And you go, oh, okay. It's not important as I thought it was. And you'll you'll dial back your focus and attention on it. And there's other times maybe you'll start to run past something like it's no big deal. And the Lord will say, that's important to me. And you'll stop and you'll go, okay, well, let's back up and pay it more attention. Like right? give it more, more place in our life. And that is what uh, Moses saw and Moses did at this juncture when he was 40 years old. Back up in Hebrews 11 again. Let's read it, verse 24, Hebrews eleven twenty-four. 24. It said, By faith Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Now, there would have been millions throughout the empire of Egypt that would have given anything to trade places with him, right? To be Egyptian royalty, because that instantly made you... Very rich and protected, and you eat the best, you wear the best, you drive the best, you, and you're, you're you know, whether people like you or not, they treat you like they do <laughs> because uh, the Pharaoh's word was life and death. And uh, he refused what most of the world would have loved to have, and he chose, verse 25, to suffer affliction with the people of God rather to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season he made a choice instead of living in the lap of luxury he's going to identify with a slave nation and he's going to bear the reproach that goes with that and we see how did he do it verse 24 said he did it by faith That's how he refused. That's how he made the choice. Verse 26, notice this. Verse 26, what? Esteeming. Esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. Can you see this is the same thing Jesus was talking about with the religious leaders. He said, the things that you hold in such high esteem, God... Uh, it's an abomination to him. And so uh, it takes renewal of mind to not be caught up and see everything the way the world around us sees it. Romans 12 says, Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed. And how's that going to happen? By the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Well, that has to do with your mind getting changed so that you don't see things like the unregenerate, ungodly world around you sees it. They think this is the most important thing in life and in the world, and you see it and go, well, that's not important at all. And They think, well, why don't you think that's important? You're seeing it as God sees it. You're esteeming. Do you see that? Esteeming, that's your value system. You're valuing. And faith in God helps you to uh, value things like he does. He valued the reproach of Christ. Greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. All the wealth and the power in in, in Egypt, he said, it's not not as important to me. It's not worth as much as identifying with, with the Christ even though I be reproached for it. Oh, friends, the truth is, this life is very, very brief. And everything that's going on down here in this world is for about this much longer. And in a thousand years and ten thousand years and a hundred thousand years, nobody will know or remember most of what has happened and is happening. And the things that people were so over, uh, you know, awed about, And giving all their life and energy and efforts to do will come to nothing. But the kingdom of God. God, how many know the Lord is building his church? Is that right? He said, on this rock I build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. He is building something that lasts forever. And if you and I, I shouldn't say if, we do, whatever we part, we have In helping build this, it'll never be forgotten. The Bible says we will receive eternal reward. Oh, somebody say eternal reward. And and Moses had a revelation of that, even though he didn't have the new birth like us or filled with the Spirit. He didn't have authority in the name of Jesus, but still God was still God back then, right? And he saw this thing, empires come and go. He was educated in all the wisdom of the Egyptians. So he knew all the history and all the turnover and all those things. Kingdoms rise, kingdoms fall. Pharaohs come, pharaohs go. And somehow or another, by the grace of God, he got a revelation. I want to be a part of the big thing. (laughs) I want to be a part of the eternal thing. Not the little temporary, rich for a few days... Got your name on a poster for a year or two. I want the eternal thing. Oh, come on. Can you see this? Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect to the recompense of the reward. One of the big reasons why you see God chose him was he knew his heart and he knew the way his heart would be on this. And you'll find this I don't care who it is, man, woman, in any generation or time, the ones God picks, ones God chooses, he sees the end from the beginning, are those who have hearts that respect Him, that revere Him, that value His things. I know some years ago uh, I was thanking the Lord for being so gracious to Phyllis and myself and our churches and ministry and some of the things He had just allowed us to do and be a part of, people He would allowed me to be with and things He would allowed us to do. I was just so awed about it and, and struck. And, and I realized at the moment, I thought, well, now, Lord, you know, there are people on the earth who have never even heard one good faith message. And we've been in all these good meetings. We've heard all these good. We've been a part of all these good things. Why me? Why us? We're just little country folks from Mississippi and uh, didn't know anybody or know anything about any of this. Why us? And the Lord answered me. I don't mean I heard a voice, but inside me distinctly, he answered me a phrase then. And then a couple of three weeks later, he answered me another phrase about it. And the first phrase he answered, first of all, he reminded me of the first words I heard about living by faith and uh, being redeemed and being made righteous and authority in Christ. We, we got, got a hold of some cassette tapes and we were so thrilled with them. Every day after work, we'd come in, sit on our little couch and, and listen to them, uh, our little plastic couch we had. And... Uh, on our battery operated uh, tape player and just wanted more, wanted more and got so excited and so stirred up, still excited about it because it's the living word of God. Changed our lives forever. We tried to share it with some of our friends and uh, they didn't, they weren't excited about it. And, And some of them I asked, you know, have you listened to it? I listened to part of it and and they go, well, what are you talking about on this redeemed and this other thing? And I thought, well, you need to listen to it. Listen to the whole thing and get it. And I saw even months later, they didn't want, any, didn't want to hear any more tapes. They didn't want to see it. And the Lord brought that up to me because I had asked him, why would you allow us so much of this? He said, because I knew you would value it. Oh, did you hear that phrase? I knew you would value it. And that's why he kept giving us more. He kept giving us more. Other people had it offered to them, but they didn't respect it. They didn't esteem it. Can you see what this... I'm talking about the same word here. That's what Moses, he esteemed the people of God. He esteemed the prophecy that the people would be delivered at the end of 400 years and the time is now. He esteemed the future of the reward. And God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Can you say amen? You already did. You beat me to it. (laughs) But it, you know... It it makes all the difference in the world. People act like it's no big thing, but you talk to them about church. Ah, no biggie. Talk to them about reading the Bible. Yeah, I've read that some years ago. You can just tell, no respect. You talk to them about revelation. Talk about living by faith. Yeah, I heard some of that years ago. You know, I don't know about all that. Can you hear the lack of respect? in this phraseology. And this is a giant thing because uh, the Lord honors those who honor Him. But if you despise His things, you'll be lightly esteemed. You'll be Your things will be treated as unimportant and insignificant. The Lord had said to me on that, He said, I knew you would value it. And I thought, well, man, I'm going to keep on valuing it because I want to get more, don't you? Said out loud, I value your things, Lord. They are the greatest things in my life. I esteem you and your things and your people and your spirit and your words above everything. And I always will. I honor you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, our time's up again. For class today, let's say it like we usually do, I live by faith, I walk by faith, I overcome the world by faith, I'm strong in faith, giving glory to God. That's it for today. We'll see you next time in Faith School. Thank you for joining us at Faith School.